0: I'm Simone and this is Woman and of Color, my limited series podcast that takes a sociological and anti-oppressive look at the relationship between women of color and feminism. to clarify that this is not a historical look at the relationship between women of color and feminism however you can explore any historical angles that you might find here secondly I'd like to clarify that we will be focusing on women of color however having a centered view on black women and lastly when I speak of women I'm speaking of all types of women Hey everyone, welcome back to Woman End of Color. It's me, Simone, as always, and today's episode is all about Black feminism. Today's agenda is going to follow the same format as episode one, which is I ask a bunch of questions and attempt to draw a sound conclusion or sound conclusions. And honestly, I think I'm going to keep this format for the rest of the podcast So here's our questions for today. Question number one, what is black feminism? Question number two, why does black feminism exist? Question number three, is it discriminatory? And question number four, has it filled any gaps left by mainstream feminism? Our goal for this episode is to determine the role black feminism plays under the umbrella of feminism. And the bonus question is, Does the average person consider black feminism when they claim the title of feminist? So, starting off with question number one, what is black feminism? Black feminism is feminism that centers and focuses on black women, their needs, and their accomplishments. Okay, moving on to question number two, which is why does black feminism exist? Now, to my understanding, I believe that there are two main reasons why black feminism exists. One, to support black women, and two, to recognize black women. So, as I kind of lightly graced over before, you know, black feminism focuses on the intersection of racism and sexism creating that create issues and inequalities for black women however mainstream feminism does not so the first part being support black feminism really does exist to support black women because with intersectionality in the mix there are some specific issues that impact black women specifically as well as differently than our white counterparts right and then the second part is recognition, and I'm gonna use an example of Susan B. Anthony. So this this is obviously the U. S. If you're not aware of who Susan B. Anthony is, um, I suggest you look it up. But Susan B. Anthony is the one of the you know spearheads of feminism or the women's suffrage movement, for me to be specific. She was in the trenches, the front lines, all that. So this white woman personally wasn't really. I guess, a personal racist. She, she didn't believe in those ideologies. However, thing, the water became a little muddy when she decided to make certain decisions surrounding the suffrage movement, right? So, for example, she turned away or denied a lot of Black women who requested to kind of start their own branches of feminism, or not really branches, but like, had their own little organizations to help spread the movement, right? Because they had they had organizations popping off and whatever to kind of really promote this idea, to make this a mainstream. Everybody get on the train, all aboard, kind of movement. Like I spoke about last episode, right? And so she was turning all these black women because at the time specifically they're moving to the south, they were expanding their operations to the south, and. A lot of these south southern white women are in a seriously racist environment. Like they're soaking in racist ideology every single day. So, um, Anthony, excuse me, Anthony's like, you know, the optics. You know, if I put a black woman on the face of anything that's a part that's under the umbrella of this movement, it's gonna turn away a lot of these southern women, and we need them for the movement. We need the recruits. We need the bodies, right? So, though in her own personal house, she'd sit down and drink tea with a black woman, she wouldn't dare let a black woman spearhead anything or be the face of anything underneath this movement because of the optics, you know? So, for me, that's why, with my understanding, black feminism also exists to recognize black women. Because in this suffrage movement, I spoke about it last episode, what is the idea that they were pitching to people to become the dominant trend of opinion. It was white. And Southern women, to kind of stick to my example, were drawn to that. They didn't want to see women of color. They didn't want to see Black women on the poster boards. And Susan B. Anthony knew this. And therefore, she decided to keep Black women. And other, you know, big, big feminists at the time. But to stick with my example, Susan B. Anthony decided to keep Black women in the back it's all about optics, right? Some might even say the greater good, but I wouldn't go that far. So that's another reason why this section of feminism exists because black women in mainstream feminism in its birth and now as it's continuing on today are constantly being pushed back due to, I guess, optics and systematic beliefs and ideologies that are rooted in racism. And before we go on to question three, I just wanted to share a quote used in Angela Davis's book, Women, Race, and Class, um, surrounding the whole Susan B. Anthony situation. Uh, She actually uses a quote from Ida B. Wells, who was in a conversation with Susan B. Anthony surrounding her decision to do what she was doing. And this is what Ida B. Wells wrote. And you think I was wrong in so doing? She asked. I answered uncompromisingly yes, for I felt that although she may have made gains for suffrage, she had also confirmed white women in their attitude of segregation. So basically, what Wells is saying is that even like you did, Susan B. Anthony did what she wanted to do, which was get more people on board with the women's suffrage movement. As Wells frames it, making gains for the suffrage movement, but. She also, in doing that, told those women that it's okay to be racist. That racism is okay. You know how can you make such a statement, whether verbally or non-verbally, when you have black women in your movement? It's extremely contradictory, and it puts those black women at risk in the name of suffrage movement. And so you have to ask the question: Is this suffrage really for everyone? If you're willing to put a group of women at risk and in danger for it you know and that does contribute to why black feminism exists because there needed to be a movement that centered and focused on black women rather than pushing them back and under the bus at the same time all right now time for question number three which is is black feminism discriminatory now I think this is an important question to ask, and even in a more important question to answer because a lot of the times when a specific group is being centered, people want to claim discrimination. So, before we even get into answering the question directly, I decided to ask Siri the definition of discriminatory. And this is what she said to me. She said, Making or showing an unfair or prejudicial distinction between different categories of people or things. And she went on to say, you know, especially when it comes to race, gender, class, etc. All right, so with that definition in mind, now let's go ahead and try to draw a sound conclusion to this question. The key word for me is unfair. Unfair is the key word because I. I believe that is what a lot of people are not completely understanding, because people are starting to think that discrimination and equity are the same thing, and that is not the case. So let's break this down first. Going back to what I literally just said surrounding why black feminism exists. it's to center black women? Yes. Because they're not being supported nor recognized in the universal or mainstream feminism, all right? That's what we're going to base this thing on. That's step one, all right? Now, step two. Because they're not being seen and supported, they, we, black women, have created another section of feminism that provide a space for black women, right? We are responding to a need in under the feminism umbrella. Okay? Alright, now moving on to that. Now we get into the discussion of discrimination or equity. So that we have to ask the question, is having black does if having black feminism is unfair? So Is is its existence unfair? And this is why I say that I say no. Because it not existing was unfair. Because feminism in its totality could not and does not support Black women. That action, that action was unfair. We responded to that unfairness with a solution which was black feminism, which is equity. Equity is everyone getting what they need, okay? In simple, simple terms, simple terms, right? Everybody getting what they need, all right? So if black women, if women in general need gender equality, okay? We all need gender equality. All not here, we need gender equality, right? But black women aren't getting supported, then we have to move to a more centered practice that provide them with the support and recognition they need to attain gender equality, right? To also treat the specificity of their situation, which is racism and sexism, okay? Okay. It's not special treatment on the grounds of discrimination. However, it is understanding that black women have a different need than white women. Okay? I think a good example of this would be this Black Lives Matter. I don't even want to call it a controversy because it isn't a controversy. It's pretty straightforward. But it's like Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. The purpose of Black Lives Matter was never to say that only Black lives matter. It was to say that Black lives matter. It's a simple simple situation. But people want to think that it's discriminatory because it doesn't include everyone. No. Just because you're putting the spotlight on someone doesn't mean that everybody else in the room disappears. It just means that for this moment, at this time... You're going to recognize this person. And it's the same thing with black feminism. We are going to recognize these women. And it's not even saying that mainstream feminism or indigenous feminism completely disappear. No, they have groups to support them and their specific needs, right? And that's why black feminism is not discriminatory because there isn't anything unfair surrounding it in its purity, in its I guess definition, it is simply to support to support and recognize black women in their specific situation. Alright? Dealing with, as I said before, the intersection with race, racism and sexism that may that and that kind of support that mainstream feminism has not and is not providing. Right? So I hope that clears the air because I really do want to get this out of the way because there is so much unnecessary gray area when it's time to spotlight, focus on, or deal with a specific group and their specific needs, okay? Because like Mickey Kendall said, as I mentioned in the last episode, you know, we cannot treat all women the same because all women are not the same because something like intersectionality does indeed exist and that needs to be recognized and understood and therefore supported, right? When we group every woman together, we eliminate that kind of diversity, that kind of support that everybody needs. So not only some people get support or only part of us gets support while the other part of us or other social section of us gets dismissed because it doesn't align with the category in which this specific group supports. I hope that makes sense. Just in case it doesn't, that simply is my response. Black feminism is not discriminatory because it isn't unfair. It is supporting equity And it is recognizing and highlighting the intersectional situation of black women in feminism. Alright, time for some real talk. Time for some real talk. Number one. Every time a minority group is being highlighted, centered, focused on, you know, people want to play the discrimination card. Right. And to even go further in this real talk, it's specifically with black women When black women say we're going to make a space for ourselves. Any kind of black woman, whether it's a black straight woman, black queer woman, black trans woman, whatever kind of black woman there is in this world. Every time we decide to make a space to focus on ourselves, support ourselves, to recognize ourselves, people feel away. People feel like because it's, it's this feeling of how dare you black woman exist in a space without someone of a higher social power than you how dare you exist without a black man how dare you exist without a white woman how dare you exist without a white man or whatever the case whatever the case it's like how are you doing this by yourself another element you know why are you being seen black women are have been put in this position to facilitate, to curate, to organize all the way behind the scenes, all the way behind the scenes. You know, we don't, we aren't the ones in the front lines, we're in the back. Even though we were the ones who were doing all the planning, all the prepping for whatever it is we're a part of, time and time again. It's happening, you know, the women's suffrage movement perfect example it's happened in the abolition movement when they were saying you know we're done with slavery black men even to this day when it comes to anti-oppressive anti-black racist work you know of any kind black men and black boys are constantly at the at the front and black women in our specific situation our needs our faces our words are being pushed to the back, you know, and when we decide to make these spaces, when we decide to talk about the issues that include and attack black women, when we decide to talk about the triumphs that were created by and spearheaded by black women of any kind it's really this is just really this feeling of how dare you exist and stand alone, right. How are you being seen? That's that's against white supremacist ideology and this white supremacist system that we live in. It's against the social pyramid of like, social power pyramid of our society. It's against all that, right? And that's the realest part about it because people really want to play this discrimination card, specifically surrounding black women, because it really is this massage noir embedded in our society all right that was quite a bit but now we're on to the final question for this episode which is question number four has black feminism filled any gaps left by mainstream feminism and honestly I think that black feminism has has not it's not just about filling gaps but it's about taking care of a group a people group that mainstream feminism has left behind and by no means am I stating that black feminism is perfect because like I said um before I can't remember if this was in the intro Or in the last episode. But I did mention that, you know, a lot of the times, you know, people claim anti oppression, people claim equality in groups that are standing for equality, who are standing for anti oppression. And oppressive practices can still be very much alive and kicking in those groups. And black feminism is not exempt from that. Um, there are traces of classism in the history of Black feminism, and and that needs to be addressed too because, you know, a lot of like middle class, a little higher, you know, Black women, typically there, where like we don't want to deal too much with, I guess, poor and super low income Black women, right? And so these are just things that we need to consider. And though black feminism isn't perfect, I do believe it still has filled in gaps that mainstream feminism left behind. Because it's simply that of a broken promise. You know, we were so, um, mainstream feminism is supposed to stand for all women and it is unable to do so. And so, you know, that big gap of. Gatekeeping what is to be considered a feminist issue and realizing that all these issues, you know, are centering around the white woman's experience on those issues rather than women in general. Right. So I really do think that black feminism helps to expand the general person's understanding of what feminism is and what it's supposed to look like and I think it does assist in getting us a little bit closer in understanding you know what feminism is supposed to be I believe it was Angela Davis that said you know I don't call it feminism I call it feminisms because there are multiple and we do need to recognize that because And, you know, to take what she's saying, kind of put my own twist on it. I would say you say feminisms because by saying feminism, we obviously associate to mainstream feminism, whether consciously or unconsciously. And it's almost like we're going to give mainstream feminism credit for things that black or or intersectional feminism has done and is doing right. So there are feminisms and that needs to be, you know, publicized and addressed and recognized, but overall I do believe that Black feminism has filled in gaps, gaps of miseducation, gaps of neglect, um, and gaps of this fallacy that one cannot experience racism and sexism at the same time. quick note um i do want to introduce this concept of branches of feminism versus feminisms now i have i am learning as i go with this as well and in doing research and just continuing to speak and to interact with other people we are leaning away from this terminology of branches of feminism and realizing that there are types of feminisms so Thinking of black feminism and obviously intersectional feminism as our next episode and moving forward, we have to understand black feminism as a whole and complete movement of feminism. It is not dependent nor reliant or a branch of mainstream feminism. It stands alone in its totality and that needs to be expressed and understood so if you hear me saying branches of feminism or whatnot forgive me know that there are feminisms and this is something that i am learning to remind myself to say and hopefully you'll do the same Alrighty, just before i sign off for today I did mention that we do have a bonus question for this episode. And as this episode has gone on, I've decided to slightly change the question. So the original question was, you know, do you think the average person considers black feminism when claiming the title of feminist? Right? Right. But I decided that I'm going to change it a bit and I'm going to say instead of saying black feminism, I'm going to say black women. So do you think the average person considers black women when they decide to claim the title of feminism? And another twist, I'm not going to be the one answering that question. I really do think that it's a question that you listener right now need to think about for yourself. Um, Whether you claim feminism or a specific kind of feminism or you don't know anything about feminism at all. I just think that with what I've presented to you today, which I will say is a snapshot. You know, I like I mentioned in the beginning in my intro episode, you know, I am not here to provide all the answers. I am here to provide an angle, a point of view. That hopefully sparks your interest to go deeper or to do some more research on a specific area or element that I might have mentioned or even might have missed. However, nevertheless, I do think that this is a question that you need to consider on your own. Because I really do think that a question like this hinges and is has a specific spot in this topic of the relationship between women of color and feminism. So I will say that question one more time and then we are done for the day. Do you think the average person considers black women when they decide to claim the title of feminist? Why or why not? Well, that's all for today's episode thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in next episode we're talking all about intersectional feminism And the topic of intersectionality has been popping up already, so I do think that there are quite a few things that we're going to have to go through next episode, especially because intersectional feminism isn't well known at all. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please keep an eye out. Uh, But other than that, thanks again, and I'll see you when I see you. end of color social action projects in relation to the radicals and small brown productions 2021 stay woke folks yay